We hope you were encouraged today. Subscribe to the Fox River Podcast to ensure you don't miss future messages. Stay connected through our social media channels on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And of course, make a difference in the lives of those you know by sharing with them. We are grateful for you and hope you join us again soon. Yeah, good morning. How's it going? Good, 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 good. It's good to be here. I just love Christmas time. I know a lot of us are just jazzed that it's Christmas time. Man, the kids were amazing, weren't they? It's just so good. And I just love seeing them, right? I mean, a few of them not singing, that's enjoyable too, and it's great, yeah. Um, Christmas time, I don't know about you, but Christmas time is one of those times of year that just reminds me of God's love for me and God's love for other people, all right. And, and I'm just so thankful for that, you know. I'm just so thankful that he regards me more than just a person. Like, I don't know why he does it, but, but he does. I don't know why he regards me as more than just a friend. He regards me as his son, right? Like, like, whoa, that's crazy. That love is crazy. And inside of that thought, like I'm unpacking here a little bit, inside of that it reminds me just how thankful I am of my love for my children. So I'm going to tell you about one of them. His name is Cade, all right? I love my son Cade, all right? And there he is. And we were at a Bucks game the other day. And uh, he got this free stuffed animal. They were throwing things out after like a three-pointer or something, and he got one. So we were having a, a blast. I have no idea who this is. So <laughs> he like photo If you know this man, say hi for me. So he, anyways, so we're at the Bucks game and, and just having, uh, listen, I'm so for Cade. Like I want him to be successful in life. I want him to have joy in everything he does. I want, I want for him to grow in his faith. It's all, I'm just so for him, so for him. And I love to be with him, all right, like at the Bucks game or if we're at home playing Nerf basketball in the family room, we slide the couch out of the way and then we put up a Nerf hoop and we got like a higher ceiling in our family room so we get to shoot like a real shot and it's just, it's a blast. I love doing that with him. I love talking with him. I love helping him with his math homework. If it's another subject, I can't help him that much, but with math I can help him. So I love doing that. I love talking with him about Jesus. I love praying with Cade. Like I just love spending time with him. But as much as I'm for him, as much as I'm with him, I wish I could be like in him, like in his mind and in his heart to make better decisions in life. I mean, I wish that we could just do so many more things together. For example, I pick him up from school the other day and he didn't want to come near me. Like I walked in the door and, uh, and he's like, oh, dad. <laughs> And, and so we're walking uh, down the sidewalk, and, and he's, like, keeping his distance. I'm like, Cade, come closer. He was embarrassed. I'm like, come closer. And he's like, no, Dad, no, no, no. And I thought for sure he would come closer because I wanted, I wanted to walk with him. And, and, and at that moment, I just wished that I could, again, be in his mind, be in his heart. There's so much I want for him to, again, make better decisions. And I really want to walk with him in some really incredible ways. God wants to walk with us in some pretty incredible ways. That's, that's his Christmas message to us, okay? And, and, and his invitation this Christmas is exactly that. So before we go further, before we find out the amazing ways that God wants to walk with us, let's pray. Father, we thank you for today. God, help us to hear from you. 
Help us to receive your truth, to understand it, your message of hope in Jesus. Holy Spirit, I pray that we would not only hear from you, and not only understand what you're trying to tell us, but Lord, that we might do what you want for us, God, that we would apply it to our lives. Holy Spirit, change our hearts that our lives might in turn be different. All for the glory of God. We pray this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. All right. God's Christmas message to us is this. And we've been talking about this all month. If you missed any messages, go back, check them out. All right. They're available online. But his Christmas message to us is this. I am for you. Listen, God loves you. And he is so for you even today. What he wants is your good. And he's constantly working for it. He's not only for you, Christ came to be with you. Nine months before the very first Christmas, Jesus left heaven. He came to earth to be with us. He came not only to be with us, but to live for us and die for our sins. Three days later, he rose for us. Christ came to be with us. But you know what? God determined that that wasn't enough. It sounds weird, but God determined being for you and with you is not enough. There was too much love in his heart. There was too much at stake, too much on the table, too many people that didn't know him, too much enjoyment to be had, too much glory to be given, too much glory to be received. So here's here's what God did. He sent Jesus not only to live and die, but he sent Jesus to leave as well. All right, now this takes place, I don't want to confuse anybody. This takes place after three and a half years, Jesus was with his best friends on the planet. All right, three and a half years with them, and then right before the cross, he says this. This is John 16, verse 7. I'll read it for you here. Jesus says this, and I want to say one more thing. When Jesus is explaining that he has to go, He's like, guys, I'm leaving. They are so confused. They're like, Jesus, what do you mean? You've been hanging out with us for for over three years. Been doing amazing things together. What do you mean you got to go? They just, they didn't get it. And as Jesus continued to explain it and talk about it, they started to understand a little more. But then something else came in. Sadness and sorrow. Like, Jesus, why do you got to go? Why? And here's what he said. But very truly, I tell you, it is for your good that I am going away. Unless I go away, the advocate, meaning the Holy Spirit, unless I go away, the advocate will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. You know what's better than God beside me doing miracles? It's God dwelling inside of me. You know what's better than than God being with me, preaching and teaching, unpacking God's word and helping me to understand? You know what's better than Christ beside me or God beside me or Christ with me? It's his spirit within me. God in us is better. And that's exactly why God sent his Holy Spirit to us. God wants to help us do some amazing things. But here's the truth. And this is, I mean, God's like, 
those things that I want for you, they're not possible unless my Holy Spirit lives within you. That's why he sent the Holy Spirit. Jesus and his Father, they both sent the Holy Spirit for him to help us do two things. All right, we're going we're gonna to give two humongous buckets. We're not going to be able to pick out the nitty-gritty details here, but two huge buckets. Here are the two. Ready? Everybody say one. Ready? One. Here's the first one. God sent his Holy Spirit to help us live life to the full. All right, here's the second bucket. Everyone say two. Ready? Two. Second bucket is this. God sent his Holy Spirit not only to help us live life to the full, but to help us, check it out, help him help others. And here's the key word. It's helps. The Holy Spirit, that's God in us, he helps me. He helps you. One word, okay. What does the Holy Spirit do? He helps. Yeah, that's what he does. Now, it's very possible you haven't heard about this, all right. We, we don't talk about the Holy Spirit a lot. And this is borderline for normal people. This is borderline weird territory, okay. God, like, in, living inside of me. And so, so, like, we're just going to take a moment and just explain this a little bit. Here's how it works. When you hear about Jesus and you believe in him and you trust, key word, you trust in him. So you believe that Jesus is God, you believe that he died for your sins, and then you trust in Jesus to save you because you realize, man, I can't save myself. He died for my sins. I can't fix that mess on my own. I need to trust in Jesus that what he did is enough to save me. So you believe and you trust. And when you do that, a beautiful thing happens. You are saved. All right? Do you believe in Jesus? Have you trusted him? Okay. Now, when a person is saved, here's what happens in that moment of salvation. They receive God's Holy Spirit to live inside of them forever. Have you received God's Holy Spirit? within you. I understand that may, again, sound weird. It may sound scary, okay? But I'm here to tell you, he never hurts you. The Holy Spirit never hurts you. But he always, and I mean that always, always helps you. He leads you and he guides you. But he never forces your hand. Never, not once. The Holy Spirit teaches you and he affirms in you the truth. He over and over, here's what he does. He points you to Christ. That's one of his main, main ministries is to glorify the Son. You know why he does that? Because his message is Jesus. That's why. He warns us. He alerts us of harmful teaching. Of dangerous situations. I remember Pastor Rodney and myself, we were in Dallas a few years back, and we went for a run. Okay, I was a little more in shape then. All right, we, we went for a run one evening. We were running, I can't, I, I don't know Dallas that well. I think we were running south. I suppose it doesn't matter. But we were running, and I remember we, we, we turned down a road. And after about like two or three steps, the Holy Spirit just stopped me in my tracks. I'm not trying to sound mysterious, but I'm, I'm just being honest. This is what happened. Just stopped me. I said, Rod, but we can't go down this road. 
and it came out of nowhere. It wasn't like I thought of this. Oh, this would be cool. He'll think I'm real spiritual if I say this. It wasn't any, it was just, it was literally just out of nowhere. So I said, Rod, we're not going there, man. And he's like, okay. So, so we, went, we went a different way. I'm pretty convinced we would have died within a minute or two had we proceeded. So I'm really thankful that. But the, but the Holy Spirit, he, he alerts you and he warns you of harmful situations or harmful teaching. All right, not only does he do that, but he also gives you good and godly ideas. You ever get an idea in your mind, like this is like somebody, he'll, he'll bring someone to mind that maybe you weren't, you weren't, I mean, you're watching a Packer game or something, and all of a sudden like, oh, I got to text so-and-so, you know, or oh, I should call so-and-so, or oh, I should pray for so-and-so, I mean, something like that, just out of the blue. That's what he does. Or I can do this for somebody just out of nowhere, right? And not only does he give you those good and godly ideas, but he gives you the power and he gives you the opportunity to do those good things as well. One more thing the Holy Spirit does. I mean, there's a ton of them. We're, we're, obviously, this is an abbreviated list. But one other thing he does, this is so important, is he prays for you. He prays for you in times where you don't know how to pray. He prays for you in times where you don't know what to pray. He prays for you in times when you don't even think to pray. When you experience great loss or you're grieving in a terrific or terrible way, you don't, know, you don't know how to pray in that moment. He's praying for you. He's comforting you. He's for you. He's with you. He's in you. It's wonderful. He wants what's best for you. It's because the Holy Spirit that's God in us, he helps me and he helps you to live an abundant life or have or live life to the full. That's what he does. He wants you to have the most fantastic life that's possible in Jesus Christ. One thing that Jesus said, he talks about this in John 10.10. Jesus says, I have come that they, meaning those who believe in me, those who follow me. Jesus said, I have come that they may have life. Key word, watch this. And life to the full, or to the full, have it to the full. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. All right? Two separate things. That's Jesus' desire for us. That's Jesus, that's, that's one of the reasons he came. When a person receives Jesus as their Savior, they receive life, okay? Eternal life. And in that moment, we talked about this a minute ago now. In that moment, they receive the Holy Spirit as well. It's beautiful. But here's what most of us, most of, I wish this wasn't true, I'm, I'm indicting myself right now as well. But most of us, most of the time, even though we've got life eternal from Jesus, even though we've got his Holy Spirit living inside of us, our response is something like this. Eh. Eh. Most of the time I don't even think about it, if I'm totally honest with you. And, and that's like, I'm not proud of that, I'm not trying to be cute or funny, but I am trying to be honest with you. Like, if we, we just don't respond. God's active, constantly active within us. His Holy Spirit is just working on us. He's willing in us and he's working in us. And we're just like not reciprocating. We're just like, ah, not interested. But the Holy Spirit knows. He knows there's more. He knows there's way more. He knows not only do we have life, but there's this thing, this life to the full that's right there. It's like this. If you have a rich uncle that you never knew about, and the rich uncle shows up like this Christmas in a few days, 
all right? And uh, he's like, man, I wasn't present in your life when you were growing up. Uh, I know I'm just your uncle, but, but I should have been there for you, you know, and I wasn't. And I'm, I'm really sorry. I know I can't make it up to you, but I do want to show you that, that I am sorry. So I'm just going to give you this gift. I'm going to give you this, this new car, and it's, a, you know, a Lamborghini. I'm just like, I just want to give that to you, okay? And you're like, all right. <laughs> so, so you take it, and you, and you put it in the, obviously you put it in the garage. It's Wisconsin, right? You put, but, but here's the thing. What, what if you receive that gift, but you never, and I mean never, you never took it out of the garage, do you know how much power is in this thing? A lot of power, okay? You know how much joy is, is to be had if you drive a machine like this? I mean, wow. I mean, there's a lot. You, you know how much you could cheer people up. You could brighten people's day if you drove by with one empty seat remaining. You said, hey, you need a ride? You know? Like, I mean, you could, you could change people's lives. Like in a temporal sense, but, it, but you got me, right? Good thing. So much joy. So much power to be had. That's what it's like. We have the Holy Spirit, those of us who believe in Jesus. We have the Holy Spirit inside of us, yet we don't choose to live our life with him. All that power. We're like, ah. All that joy to be had. Ah. That, that, that life to the full that's right at our fingertips. We don't take hold of it, but we can by his grace. Now, I want to switch gears just a little bit, pun intended, by the way. I want to switch gears. Okay, let's, so, like, I got to be honest. I'm going through a season of life right now where peace is eluding me. Like, I just, I just don't have peace in some areas of my life like I used to. Okay, one of the areas is, is my job, you know, as a pastor. This is, this is like, pastors shouldn't talk about this, okay. But, but like, I just, just that joy that I had, it's just more of work right now. I'm just in a season, like, just the peace escapes me. It's not only here at work, all right, it's also physically, all right. Like, like I just turned 40, and it's true. It's true. You turn 40 and things change. Like my body's hurting. I can't, I can't do the things I want to do. I can't exercise in the way I want to. You know, I even look at a treadmill and I get an injury. Like it's just <laughs> crazy, right? So, so like, and, it, and it's just, it's t- my joy is just, it's waning, you know? And, and, and it's not only work, it's not only physically, but also at home, like in my family, there's just like this lack of joy family-wise and also Dog-wise, like just this joy, you know, like I don't want to clean up number two anymore, you know, like it just, ah, and it's just this peace is just, it's, it's, it's escaping me. Now what we're going to do is we're going to read two short pieces of scripture here. And as we read those, here's what I want you, because this is true of many of us, obviously, but we're just going to pick on me for a few minutes, okay? So, so what I want you to do as we read these scriptures, think to yourself, what would I tell Bill? All right, what advice would I give him? What would I say to him? All right, so think about that as we read these two. Here's the first scripture. This is John 15, verse 5. This is what Jesus says to his closest friends right before he's crucified, like hours before. Here's what he says. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Yes, fruit, key word. Apart from me, you can do nothing, okay? And, and I highlighted the key parts here. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much 
Fruit, yes. Okay, fruit. What is fruit? He's talking about like you're going to be a great gardener. You're going to have oranges and apples. Even in Wisconsin you can grow lemons and limes and bananas. And Is that what he's talking? No, he's not talking about that. Well, he's got to talk about something else. Let's use a different part of Scripture to figure out what Jesus is talking about. Scripture interprets Scripture. So here we go. We're going to go to Galatians chapter 5 and figure out what fruit is. Galatians 5, this is verse 22 and just a little bit of 23. Here's what God says through the Apostle Paul who wrote this letter to the Galatians. All right, check this out. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. That eighth one always gets me. So what is fruit? You see a third one, by the way, right? Peace. 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 So here's what you should tell me. And a bunch of us are thinking this already. But here's the advice you should give me or someone like me or maybe even yourself if you're going through a similar situation. Remain connected with Christ, right? Just like we read in John 15, 5. He says, remain in me. That means remain connected. I'm the vine, you are the branches. Remain connected to me, all right? If you do that and I remain connected to you, which I will, all right, that's what Jesus is saying. If you remain connected to me, Here's what's going to happen. The Holy Spirit inside of you will produce this fruit in your life. Bill, if you're lacking peace, here's what you need to do. Remain connected to Christ and the Holy Spirit inside of you will produce the fruit of peace in your life. He will. All right? Note this. It's not me making the fruit. Bill doesn't produce the fruit. It's the Holy Spirit in me that produces the fruit. So if I connect to Christ, here's what happens. Boop, little peace fruit. Oh, that looks tasty. Okay, and then boop, oh my gosh, more peace. Are you kidding me? This is great. This is so good. There's a lot of good peace fruit to be had here. And that's what he does. If we remain connected to Christ, he produces that fruit in me. In fact, I found that to be true. Right now I'm kind of in this up and down thing. I connect to Christ. He, he brings me peace and it's awesome. And then I just kind of like disconnect a little bit. And then I'm like going down and then I have this lack of peace. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, I, I need more peace. I got to connect with Christ. And then it's just this up and down right now. I'm hoping it doesn't last much longer. It's not terribly enjoyable. I mean, you can only go on a roller coaster so many times before you get nauseous, right? Especially when you're old like me. Then you start to get like, I can't do that anymore. Anyways, so that's beside the fact. But I hope it's short. But here's what I found also, not only that, that when I connect with Christ, he produces peace in my life by the power of the Holy Spirit, but here's what I found also, is that he produces more than peace. He produces love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. He produces all those things in my life. And you know what I call that? I call that, well, God calls it, and I'm borrowing from, abundant living. I call that life to the full. God's attitude towards that truth is this. That's why Jesus came. That's why I sent Jesus. So that that would be possible. That's a life worth living. That's a life, from God's perspective, that's a life worth dying for. Like I'll send my son to die so life to the full is possible for those I love. Man, there's so much to be had here. Jesus came, listen, that we might have life. The Holy Spirit came that we might have life to the full. Not only does the Holy Spirit, the good news continues, not only does the Holy Spirit help me to experience life to the 
to full, but the Holy Spirit also helps me, and this is our second thing, to help God help others. The Holy Spirit helps me to help God as he helps others. I get to come alongside of him. That's another humongous ministry of the Holy Spirit. It's very well explained in a very short way in Acts 1 verse 8. I'm going to read that for you real quick. Here's what Jesus says. Where's Jesus now, by the way? Pop quiz. Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father. He's there right now. Where's Jesus? He's at the right hand. He's in heaven, seated at the right hand of the Father. Right before he went there, right before Jesus ascended into heaven and became seated at the right hand of the Father, right before that, he says this to his disciples. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Did you catch it? You will receive power. Now, power to do what? Power to witness or be my witnesses. That's the Holy Spirit comes and he delivers power to those who are Christians to witness. Now, what is witness? Think, think, think about a courtroom for a second. Maybe you've even been a witness in a courtroom. Here's what a witness does. They just tell what happened, right? That's all they do. It's, it's, it's not rocket science. They're just like, I saw what happened and here's, here's what it was. Some witnesses experience what happened, all right, and they share that. Like, I was there and it happened to me and they talk about it, okay. It's no different that the principle is no different when it comes to being a witness for Christ. Christ has done some things. God has done some things. And he wants us to share that good news with others. He wants us to be a witness for him. He wants us to, more specifically, Show the love of Jesus and share his name. And the Holy Spirit, with his power, helps us to do that. He helps us to be witnesses. God has chosen his children to share the good news of Jesus Christ. When I was younger, 10, 11, 12, somewhere in that neighborhood, uh, my mom took me and my brothers, I'm the oldest of four boys, so she took me and my brothers to uh, like the Muskego, I grew up in Muskego, what's up Muskego, uh, grew up in Muskego and um, went to the Muskego Fair. And we were there eating all sorts of unhealthy foods, spending money that I just didn't, you know, you don't think about money when you're a kid, right? but you do when you're a parent, by the way. Anyway, okay, so spending all sorts of money. Uh, I used to, my favorite ride was actually the free ride. It was the one where you could, you were like, strapped in with a seatbelt and you're on, on an incline and the police officers ran this ride and, and they like let go of a lever and you, you go down the ramp and you slam into the bottom and you're like, oh, thank God I had my seatbelt on. And they, they teach kids that, you know, it's important to wear your seatbelt. That was my favorite ride. That gives you a little insight into my mind. But I love that ride. And anyways, went on that a bunch of times. And, um, and then at the end of the night, here's what happened. My mom, and, and it was dark, I remember it was dark. My mom looks back at my brothers and I, and she realizes that Jeff, my youngest brother, he's not there. And she's like, uh-oh. And she starts, she starts looking, looking all over for Jeff, can't find him. You know what she does? Like seconds after that, if she's looking, 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 she enlists the help of others. All right, she, everyone, like I'm talking like hundreds and hundreds of people on, like other fairgoers, they are looking for Jeff. 
the police station, if you're familiar with Muskego, the police station is like right there as well. Um, and, and you know, got police looking. Everybody's looking. My mom, along with other people, are looking for this lost person, my brother Jeff. It wasn't until everyone was working together that he was found and he was safe. Thank God for that. All right? Now listen here. I want to bridge, bridge the gap here. God is looking. He's looking for every lost person that doesn't know him. Why would he do that? So that they can be found. Why does he care so much? Because his heart is people. His message is Jesus. And God is looking for every lost person along with us. He's chosen you and I as followers of Jesus to help, to join, to to share in that mission. So now his work and his mission becomes ours. And that's why here at Fox River, our heart is people. And our message is Jesus. We didn't come up with it. It's his idea. That's what we're all about. And and you want to take that whole idea, that, that massive piece of theology, of one of the important ministries of the Holy Spirit, which spans, by the way, page one to the last page, is God is searching and reconciling people back to him. You want to take that whole idea, put it in a church context into one line. Here we go, all right? Here's the one line. Without the Holy Spirit in us, his work won't finish. That's the only way it's getting done. God has designed it that way. He's not limited, but he's designed it that way. Without the Holy Spirit in us, without God in us, his work won't finish. We have to help people to know Jesus. We have to help people to know Jesus more. We have to be witnesses for Christ. Now now you might be like, listen, I don't know, Bill, I don't know who to help. I don't know who. Here's the answer. The Holy Spirit will help you. Bill, I don't know what to say. I really don't. I mean, like I've had a couple super awkward conversations. I'm not good with words when it comes to situations like that. The Holy Spirit will help you. Bill, I don't know what to do. I don't like really know how to do this. Here's the truth. This is not something I'm coming up with, okay. This is the truth. The Holy Spirit will help you. Now to kind of kickstart this thing or prime the pump, here's what we'll do. We'll list four things. These are four simple ideas, four missional Simple ideas that we can do. And make no mistake, when we're doing these four things, we need the Holy Spirit's help in and through all of these. All right? But here's the first one. First one is you can be nice. You can be Now, some of us, we weren't born this way, okay? We've been grumpy our whole lives. But but we can be nice, okay? What I want you to do is I want you to choose to connect with Christ that his Holy Spirit might produce this joy in you. And that might lead to you being nicer maybe than you would be otherwise, okay. This might cause you to smile in ways that maybe you're not inclined to smile most of the time. Maybe you're going through just, just some personal stuff and you're just, you're really just not happy a lot. Listen, I'm not blaming, I'm not trying to make too many jokes. Like these things are true. But what we can do to be witnesses for Christ is something as simple as being nice. When you see somebody, you just say hi. Give them a handshake. Give someone a hug. 
some of the best and most dangerous times too, but some of the best times are when you surprise somebody with a hug, okay? Maybe not a stranger so much of the opposite sex, not that, but, but like, man, it's good to see you, man, and, and you just you give them a hug, okay? Um, if somebody needs help with something, it's, it's, it's setting what you have down and helping them. It's that simple. What, what that does is, is way bigger than it seems. What you're doing is you are showing the love of Jesus Christ. Jesus was never preoccupied with, with his self, all right? He was always concerned with the needs of others. And when I say always, that's 100%. Always concerned, always taking the needs, considering the needs of others, and putting them before his own. That's how God rolls, okay? So we can be nice like that. Another thing we can do is we can share what God has done to be witnesses, right? Like, like if you go to a high school reunion, I went to one a few years back. I know a lot of us are like, man, you won't catch me dead at a high school reunion. But that's okay. If you go to one or you, you see a long-lost friend or something, okay, what you can do is tell them, because people that I went to high school with, they know the person that I used to be. They know some of the things that I did and used to do. So what I got to do is I got to be a witness for Christ. I got to share with them. God has forgiven me of my sins. My life is different now, you know. Were those conversations super smooth? Like, like no, they were honestly a little bit awkward. But the Holy Spirit helped me. And I was able to be a witness and I was able to share about some of the good things that God has done in my life. You can do that too. Another thing is to pray. Pray for somebody. Pray with them. A lot of us, we complain to each other. We're really good at that as human beings, right? I complain to people all the time. When someone complains to me or they're just sharing what's going on in their life, okay, it doesn't have to be complaining. But what if at the end of that conversation, we started to respond this way? Hey, can I pray for you about that? Can we pray right now just real quick? Right? How beautiful that would be to communicate the love of Jesus Christ and the name of Jesus Christ. Wonderful stuff. And you can invite somebody to Fox River. Raise your hand if you've been to Fox River for Christmas uh, before. Yeah. That's yeah, awesome. It, you know it's an amazing time of the year, but an amazing time at Fox River. I mean, all the stops come out. It's a blast. And I'm going to tell you something. We know this. Lives have changed by the power of God's Holy Spirit because of it at Christmas. Maybe it's time to invite somebody. Maybe it's time to take one of these cards. Rich and Rachel, I'm coming for you this afternoon, okay? I'm going to invite my neighbors, Rich and Rachel. If you know them, don't tell them because they might not answer the door. But I'm coming for them, okay? And uh, I'm just going to invite them because I know it's not a manipulation tactic. It's, it's, it's simply this. There's people that we care about. There's people that we love. And God has graced them and placed them into our lives. And at Christmas time, they're more responsive most of the time. Like, they'll say yes to a, an invitation to come to Christmas service in ways that they might not otherwise, other times of the year, they might not say yes. So let's step into those, those situations, those opportunities by faith. And hand out a few of these Christmas invite cards. Again, we need the Holy Spirit's help. I encourage you, ask him. Ask him to help. Pray this. I pray that this prayer is not only one that we say right now, but it's one that becomes regular in your life is, Holy Spirit, help me. I need your help. Holy Spirit, help me. 
The Holy Spirit helps us to live a life to the full, a meaningful life, a joyful life. He helps us to come alongside God as God comes alongside us, that we might share in mission together, that we might help him as he helps others. The Holy Spirit helps us to do that. Realize this Christmas that God is for you, he's with you, and he's in you. Question, do you have the Holy Spirit in you? Do you believe in Jesus? Have you trusted him to save you? If the answer is yes, then yes, you have the Holy Spirit. But maybe some of us, just maybe, we haven't trusted him yet. I encourage you, receive Jesus Christ as your Savior today. It is for your good. Let's pray. Father, thank you for today. God, thank you for Christmas. Thank you for the Holy Spirit. Thank you for your Christmas message, Lord, that God is for us, that Christ came to be with us. And for all those who believe, God, you are in us by the power of your Holy Spirit. God, we thank you for those truths. For those of us within earshot, God, that we weren't ready before this moment. But God, we're ready now to receive you, Jesus. We believe that you are the Christ, Lord. Jesus, we believe that you died for our sins. And we're ready to trust you to save us because we can't save ourselves. We're trusting you to save us. For those people who are ready, our friends, our loved ones, for those who are ready to receive you, Lord, for the first time today, we pray this, Lord, please receive them. Grant them eternal life. Give them your Holy Spirit. Give them life to the full. Give them your presence, your power, your purpose, Lord, that they would be changed forever. In the name of Jesus Christ, God, for all of us, Lord, I pray that you would continue. We can pray this with confidence because we know you're going to do it, Lord. But I pray that you would continue to work in us for our good. Help us to come alongside you as you help others. We thank you for Christmas, Lord. We pray this in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. All right, guys, I love you much, and I can't wait to see you like a week from now because, like, Christmas, can we get We hope you were encouraged today. Subscribe to the Fox River Podcast to ensure you don't miss future messages. Stay connected through our social media channels on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And of course, make a difference in the lives of those you know by sharing with them. We are grateful for you and hope you join us again soon.